advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition, the American Thanksgiving uh, edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with senior team reporter Mad McMullen. Now, we know, uh, particularly on Defending the Kingdom, this is an around-the-world uh, podcast, so those of you who are not citizens of the U.S., hey, just bear with us here, but most of you are. So this is our Thanksgiving edition of uh, DTK, and so it's entitled Thankful for dot, dot, dot. And we will get into the realm of the Kansas City Chiefs and what Matt and I are thankful for about this franchise. But before we do so and do a deep dive into the Rams, the Chiefs, and this whole Thanksgiving show, let's do indeed travel around the world on Defending the Kingdom. Yep, a DTK tradition as always. I have 17 today. I know that's a lot, but, hey, it's in honor of uh, the 17-yard game winner for Travis Kelsey. How about like that? that? And McCall Hardman, man. Yeah, we'll get you, yeah. We'll get you back. Yeah, we'll get you back, McCall. Yep, yep. Um, so 17. Um, we have Miss Amanda in Independence, Missouri. She's been a Chiefs fan for all of her 41 years. We have a listener in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, nice. And, and one more. We have Justin in Manhattan, Sunflower Kansas. Sunflower Civil War game. Sunflower Showdown. Coming up. Two Manhattans? Two Manhattans. Yeah. One big, episode. Big Chiefs town. Yeah. Uh, we have a listener in Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. They say that they're the number two Chiefs fan in Idaho behind only their dad, who's number one. Fantastic. Yep. Blue, blue field at Boise State. There we go. Hard to, hard to watch it. Love that team, but woof. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, we, we have John and Darby from Wichita, plus Robert from Oberlin, Kansas. Yeah, home of the Red Devils. So they had a question for you. They were wondering if you played Oberlin in high school. You want the high school moment that everybody – you want my high school moment? Yeah. Oberlin, second game, senior year, quarterbacking, 76-yard touchdown pass against Oberlin. I'm just saying – Wow. I threw the ball eight yards, and my buddy ran 68 yards. But what's Mitchie get? One for one for 76. All counts the same. I was a fantasy mentis <laughs> in second week against the Oberlin Red Devils. I had four or five fraternity brothers from Oberlin Wow! Uh, during my days at K-State. Yeah, great community, uh, great uh, sports tradition there in Decatur County. I love it. Well, hey, the box score lives forever. No one knows oh, yeah. how it's far there. did that ball travel. Uh, we have Andrew and Nicole in Casa Grande, Arizona. Steven in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, Drew and Masha in Chattanooga, Tennessee. My grandparents live in Chattanooga on top of Elder Mountain. So. Home, of the, home of the moccasins. Yep. Uh, Curtis from Frisco, Texas. We have a listener in Palmdale, California. Grew up in Blue Springs uh, and was at SoFi on Sunday to see an awesome game. Uh, we have Mark. He had like how many others? 25,000? How many? Yeah. Well, when it was home of the Chiefs, it sounded like GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And every time when we hear that, there's, that's always on the road, right? But this one in particular, it felt like we were at home. We kind of stared at each other in the radio right. booth. Oh. Everybody's just looking at everybody like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. How many are here? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Harbert was on the silent count at the end of the game. <laughs> so <sighs> says a lot. Um, all right. So we have uh, Mark in Syracuse, New York. Nicola in Bavaria, Germany. Um, yeah. They live in British Columbia now, though, but oh. uh, they're representing up in, in Seahawks country, but originally from Germany. If we play in Germany, will she go to the game? We'll have to ask her. Let's go. Great question. Um, shout out to Patrick in Colorado. So uh, he ran into my in-laws this past weekend just in Colorado, and uh, I guess he was wearing a Chiefs sweatshirt or something, and my father-in-law said, hey, do you know Matt? 
and they linked up. So uh, shout out to Patrick. What a small world. He'll be at the Rams game this and weekend. And if there was a college football playoff for father-in-laws, your your father-in-law would be right in there, right? Oh, yeah. He, he's the Alabama. I guess okay. I guess wow. not Bama this year, but he's the Alabama father-in-laws. Okay. He's, he's the best. Uh, so shout out to Tom. Um, we've also got Andrew in Okinawa, Japan. Pretty cool. Will in Liberty, as a kid, he'd attend Chiefs games uh, or Chiefs camp at William Jewell yeah. uh, and remembers Hank Stram letting him and his friends be ball boys for, uh, for the team at camp. So pretty cool. Uh, Carrie reached out to me. You'll like this one. So she dropped her driver's license and her credit card in the parking lot before the Jaguars game and was all worried about it, right? Checking her statement, seeing if it's oh, being used. Yeah, for sure. Turns out uh, another Chiefs fan named Sal found them both and sent them to her in the mail. So that's the kingdom for you, right? It's more right. than just football. It's uh, this Kansas City community. 100 ways why we win. That's another one. Absolutely. Just everybody helping everybody else here. And the last one, so rem- remember Justin in north central Kansas? Yeah. Do you have any guesses where he lives? I have the answer. Give me the n- first letter. B. Bell Bell. No. Um, here we go. <laughs> the pressure's second, on. Second letter. Uh, e. Beloit. Yep. You got it. Home of the Trojans. I got a lesser high school football story about that. Uh, I think getting the like wind knocked out of both my lungs there and having blood on the field. But anyway, yeah. They not, were that is glorious. Great high school football tradition there for the Beloit Trojans. Yeah. Or the St. John's of Beloit Blue Jays. Smaller parochial school. Yeah, but Justin out in Beloit. So yeah. that's it. Pretty good. That's awesome, man. 17 around the world for the 17-yard touchdown uh-huh. by Travis Kelsey against the Chargers last week. All right. Well, here come the Rams for this uh, Thanksgiving Sunday game. But you and I are going to spend the next several minutes talking about what we're thankful for. Uh, thankful for dot, dot, dot. And let's just start with Patrick Mahomes because you and I have talked about this stat. I was working late Tuesday night, and you and I worked late in the evenings and researching and getting ready for the game or shows like this. And I just it hit me like this is so awesome. Patrick Mahomes this year has thrown throwing percentage, completion percentage of 66.3%. Last year at the end of the year, Patrick Mahomes had thrown for 66.3%. The year before at the end of the year, Patrick Mahomes had thrown for 66.3% to the tenth of a point, to the exact decimal point. Yeah. That's now you're you live for stats, your Matt stats, your nickname. That's one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. Yeah. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is a glitch in the Matrix? Are we just living in a in the Matrix? Because it doesn't seem I like it should be real. <laughs> you go when I we were talking about that. You go. He's a robot. Yeah. He's a robot. That's you, what are the probabilities? It's infinitesimal. Yeah. That you could have three straight years where the completion percentage is exactly sixty six point three percent. And his yards per attempt, for the most part, are consistent every year too. It's usually around like eight yards per attempt. Eight point one, eight point two, eight point zero, eight yeah. point seven point nine. And beyond just it being consistent with it being similar every year, it's also the fact that he's pushing the ball downfield just about every year of his career, and yet his completion percentage still kind of stays exactly the same every single year. Because you have some players who it's just short passes all the time, so of course their completion percentage is going to be pretty high, but that's not Patrick Mahomes. Like He's throwing the ball everywhere, right? Like that throw to Jody Fortson against the Chargers Ugh. would be, for almost every other quarterback, that would be the best throw of their career. I really believe that. But for him, it's like, that's just what he does. You, uh, I said this to Dana Hughes in the radio broadcast, and you were sitting there. That play was like your mom when you were going to school on a snowy day, butting up your butting up your zipper, up your coat, putting the like the muffler around your neck. That was Patrick Mahomes opening up Jody Fortson's coat <laughs> and putting the ball in it, and then zipping it up and say, "Hey, be careful at school." That throw was 
so good. Unbelievable. And, and great catch by Jody yeah. as well to come down with it. But, I mean, it's throws like that that remind us every single day. We, we try not to normalize it, right? You cannot normalize it. What we're seeing every single day from him is incredible. And as good as he has been in his career, I think this might be the best season of his career. I think he's right in the middle of it. And uh, another stat that we were talking about late last night is he has 34 completions this year of 25 or more yards. That one to Jody was one of them. That's 10 more than second place. It's the most in the NFL. It's 14 more than he had at this point last year. Uh, and it's the most that he's ever had through 10 games in his career. So Patrick Mahomes is truly unlocked, I think. He can throw it deep. He can take the short stuff. He can run for first downs if he needs to. He's having, I think, the best year of his career. And uh, what an exclamation point on such a great season so far to lead the game-winning drive against the Chargers of all teams. I've said this. I'm just super proud of him, the way he's even adjusted his game. I agree with you. This is the best year he's had, particularly when you consider the circumstances and what the discussion was in the offseason. This is why this game against the Rams, we're thankful for dot, 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 Patrick Mahomes, but why this Rams game will be historic. If the Chiefs can win this game, it will be Patrick Mahomes' 59th win in his first 74 games. That means he will be the winningest quarterback in NFL history in the first 75 games of anybody's career. He will take out Kenny the Snake Stabler of Raider fame in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the point here is a, a very strong one because we live in stats, you love stats, but we can sit here and go, oh, completion percentage, yards, 20-plus plays, all of that stuff. But there have been quarterbacks down through history that have done that and not necessarily won, or especially at this level, because he will now have all of that and the wins. Yeah. And a Super Bowl championship already and a Super Bowl MVP and zeroing in on a second NFL MVP. But to have all those stats and win is truly unique because of the greatest quarterbacks, some would win but not have all the stats. Some would have all the stats but not win. He has both. Yeah, it's amazing. And you and I, we love stats and numbers. It helps put everything in context. But we also realize that just because you have a great game, you throw for 500 yards, five touchdowns, if you lose, it really doesn't matter in the end, right? It, it doesn't. And there's been a lot of great quarterbacks in NFL history that put up amazing numbers, but they just don't win a whole lot or win when it matters and that's all Patrick Mahomes cares about the numbers and the stats are how he gets there but that's all he cares about in the end and think about all the great quarterbacks in NFL history Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers Joe Montana Steve Young like John Elway like all these great players in NFL history if he gets this record he has more wins than all of them through 75 career starts all of them it's just unbelievable and I mean, what are we thankful for? It reminds me every day how lucky we are to have him as our quarterback. And it's more than just that he wins. It's how he carries himself Ooh. as well. And it, it's just a total package. And, again, I, I just don't know how this person exists who's so good at football athletically, who's so smart on the field and can analyze things and process things and is such a great dude off of it. We're, just, we're so fortunate to do our job covering what he does. We'll find out someday. He just was delivered here from – Krypton. Krypton. Um, and just phenomenal what he has been has done and, and is doing. And our locker room loves him. That's what's, that's what's uh, awesome about it. You could be jealous of him, and football teams can be fractured. He spackles it together. The defense loves him as much as the offensive guys. All right, we are thankful, dot, 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 for Patrick Mahomes. We're also thankful. Uh, and I, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm gonna, before I transition to Kelsey here, Thankful for how far Patrick has come. Because let's go back to the Rams game in 2018. 
and we mentioned that winning is the key thing. His career high was in the Monday night football game at the Coliseum against the Rams in a 54-51 loss, but he threw two interceptions in that game and lost two fumbles. Yeah. And the Chiefs lost 54-51. And yet, that's the game he had 478 yards. But now he would rather have, I don't know, 289 and win, which is what he has done. He has come that far uh, to me in his career, which is spectacular. It just shows real growth over time. Yeah. Because in that game, it's obvious he's incredibly talented, right? I mean, the Chiefs and the Rams, that was one of the best games of the year. And we came up on the short end of it. But incredible game, amazing player. That is obvious. But how do you take that and find ways to get better every single year? That was the question, like, how can Patrick Mahomes possibly get better? And people were looking at it in the the scope of how can he possibly throw for more touchdowns? How can he possibly throw for more yards? That's not necessarily it. And the numbers have been good, obviously, every single year. But what we wanted to see from him was can you take that performance and take it one level higher where you know the exact read you need to make or you know the decision you need to make. Or maybe instead of throwing it deep downfield, you take the check down 10 yards down the field, you know, and he's found a way to be the master of that. And that's the irony, I think, of Super Bowl 55, because give the Bucks credit, they had an amazing game plan against the Chiefs. And all year long last year, we were dealing with the two high safety shell coverages, right? Yep. But now you're seeing that all over the NFL, and the Chiefs essentially got a head start on it. And Patrick Mahomes being the football mind that he is, and Andy Reid, of course, they found a way to attack it. And I think they are even better now than they were uh, years ago when the offense was putting up all those points. And through 11 weeks this season, it's the number one scoring offense. And I believe for the first time this season, the number one total offense as well. So if you're any team in the NFL right now, you're looking at the Chiefs and just saying they're better now than they've ever been. How did this happen? That is true. Now, a lot of you in the States are listening to us driving on Thanksgiving weekend. This is one of the biggest travel. If we're put taping this on a Wednesday, and a lot of you are listening to it, traveling around, visiting loved ones. Please be safe uh, on the roads, especially over the next 48 to 72 hours when there is so much traffic on the roads. And we uh, pray and hope for a great travel for you if you're going by air as well. But it leads me into my second point because it's Travis Kelsey. Okay, I'm driving home. We've beaten the Chargers. We land. I don't know what time you got home. I got home at 5.30. Me too, yeah. But on my, home, my commute home, it's about 5.15 in the morning. And I'm listening to late night, early morning national radio, which can be damaging to your brain. And they're talking about tight ends. And I'm hearing that, hey, I think Shannon Sharp was the greatest receiving tight end in NFL history by, I don't know, Elmer Splurkus. And he's talking about real Romanowski bringing, you know, pharmaceuticals to the – and I'm like, I almost drove off the road. It's 5.15 in the morning. I've had little sleep, and I'm like, where do I call into this guy? Like, are you serious? Travis Kelsey, thankful for dot, 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 Travis Kelsey. We know 33 100-yard receiving games, most in NFL history for a tight end. This game, this game, this game, coming up against the Rams, he could eclipse 10,000 receiving yards. But don't talk to me about comparing him anymore to Shannon Sharp or Greg Olson or any of these guys. He's just blowing them all out of the water. And this year, when you look at the stats, he's lapping the field of tight ends, including Mark Andrews and others. And those are all great players. No disrespect to them. Great players. Travis Kelsey is in a league of his own. I mean, we've never seen this before. Now, forgive me. uh, I'm pretty sure this is correct. I did this at like 2 in the morning last night. But (laughs) Travis Kelsey has 855 receiving yards this year, closing in on a seventh consecutive 1,000-yard season. 
These are the players in NFL history who I believe have had seven consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Jerry Rice, Jimmy Smith, Tim Brown, Mike Evans, Brandon Marshall, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Marvin Harrison, Chris Carter, and Lance Allworth. That's it. And what's the common denominator in all those? Those are wide receivers. receivers. Exactly. Some of the greatest wide receivers of all time. So think about that. That is the uh, class of player that Travis Kelsey is in. He is the most receiving yards in the NFL since 2016. It's consistent brilliance. Every single year, you just know what he's going to do. Uh, He's been amazing this year, obviously. He has 53 catches this year that have gone for first downs, most in the NFL. And 15 of his first down receptions this year have occurred on third down, uh, that second most in the NFL. Chris Olave has one more on the Saints. But leads the NFL in touchdown catches with 11. Uh, I believe he's seventh in receiving, or sixth, sorry, sixth in receiving yards this year. I mean, he's obviously a pro football Hall of Famer when it's all said and done, and I think we both believe, Patrick even said it after the game, I think he's the greatest tight end to ever do it. And we've never seen a player of this caliber before do this numbers-wise. And also in the biggest of moments, you know, we were talking about how Mahomes has all the numbers, but also the big moments and comes through in the clutch. Is anyone more clutch in this game than Travis Kelsey in terms of receivers in the NFL? When the Chiefs needed a guy consistently against the Chargers, the Chargers were fighting for their season. It was Travis Kelsey. All three of his touchdowns gave the Chiefs the lead, including the game winner with 30 seconds left. And again, could eclipse 10,000 receiving yards this week against the Rams. And if you know Ned Knucklehead, who was hosting uh, that (laughs) show, uh, sent him an email, direct message going, dude, what are you thinking? Um, But I got back on the road and I was fine. All right, finally, we're going to close it this way. Thankful for, and I don't want to leave the defense out of this at all because Chris Jones is having an amazing year, one of the best a Buck Buchanan kind of year, and the number one rated defensive player in pro football focus, and we've seen this defense grow and grow. But Andy Reid, thankful for dot, 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 Andy Reid. And let's just take one thing as it pertains to this week because we can talk about bye weeks. We can talk about rematches. We can talk about division dominance, not just what he's done here with the AFC West, but what he did with the Eagles in the NFC East. And that is cross-pollinating against the NFC. We've talked about it before. People don't talk about it enough. 14 straight wins by Andy Reid against NFC teams. 14 straight. The last time the Chiefs, quarterback by Patrick Mahomes lost to an NFC team was in December of 2018 at Seattle. Now, there was a loss in 2019 that Patrick Mahomes did not play in against the Green Bay Packers. He was injured in that game. But Andy Reid, 14 straight wins against the NFC. It could be 15 this week. Speaking of consistent brilliance, Uh, right? I mean, what he's done in his career is unprecedented, and it's remarkable. And to be this good every single year is incredible. And I think in the presser earlier today, um, before uh, Coach Reed came out, some of the media was talking about this, and I think it was a really good point. If you look at the Rams this year, they're a team led by a very good head coach and Sean McVay, very good players, right? Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, and at quarterback when he's healthy. Matthew Stafford's a dang good quarterback, right? I mean, yep. led them to a Super Bowl championship. And the Rams are usually pretty good. Cooper Cup, Cooper triple, Cup, triple yeah. crown winner last yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. They're usually pretty good. This year they're 3-7, and seven, not having the year that they expected. And that's pretty normal in the NFL, that you're going to be really good sometimes, not so good other times, and it's a roller coaster, right? And you, you ride that. It's hard to win in the NFL. It puts in perspective what Coach Reed is doing in Kansas City, where every single year we are assuming that we're going to be in the playoffs. We feel very good about our chances in the division, and we are expecting to host the AFC Championship game. Think about that. 
I mean, think how it's how special that is. And uh, of course, the players are the ones that are on the field doing it. But it all starts with Coach Reed and the foundation and the culture that he has created here. Uh, and again, we're just so fortunate that he is leading um, this team and, and the captain of this ship because none of this happens without Coach Reed. He and I talked about this actually earlier in the week in a one-on-one, and I'm going to ask him about it on pregame. If you listen to the radio pregame show, this very thing, because he's now 24 years as a head coach in this league. There's one or two of those late years in Philly, but other than that, and you mentioned the 10 years here to win consistently, he has talked about how the league is go, goes out of its way even more so to create parity in the league. That's what the NFL wants. Yep. They want parity, that all 32 cities feel like they have a chance. Okay. Here are the Rams. If they lose this game, they will be 3-8. and eight. It will be the worst year after a Super Bowl championship year in the history of the league in a non-strike year. There was a uh, strike team, uh, I'm trying to think who it was, the 1986 to 87, but it was a strike year. Uh, they, they ended up going 3-8. and eight. The Broncos in 1999 were 3-7 and seven after Elway retired, but they won the next game. They won the 11th week to go 4-7. and seven. If the Rams lose this game, they go 3-8. and eight. You're going, wow, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, 11 different combinations on the offensive line. Let's go back to the age-old year of 2019 when the Chiefs lost Patrick Mahomes for two games. Two games. They beat the Vikings with Matt Moore at quarterback. The infrastructure of Clark Hunt... Andy Reid, Brett Veach, Mark Donovan, the vertical and horizontal strength and infrastructure of this team right now is unparalleled in the National Football League. We are losing five out of six games in 2017. Coach Reid is a master troubleshooter. Don't blink, don't flinch. I remember he's looking at me in 2017. We're in the throes of this losing five out of six. Got beat 12 to nine by the Giants. He goes, I'll fix it. He just looked at me in the eyes. I didn't have to say a word. He goes, I'll fix it. We'll fix it. Yeah. So underrated as a head coach, particularly when things go off the rails, he'll fix it. Think about, uh, what was it, 2015, start one and five, make the playoffs and win a playoff game. I think about 2020 in the divisional round against the Browns. You lose Patrick Mahomes to a concussion in that game. Chad Henney goes in. No one panics. Find a way to win the football game. Let's Chad Henney throw the ball on fourth down late in the game, only up a handful of points. The Chiefs win that game. And I think about the game against the Chargers on Sunday night. You have no McCole Hardman, no Juju Smith-Suster, no Kadarius Toney early in that game. No problem. We're going to find a way with Sky Moore and Justin Watson and MVS uh, and Jody Fortson. We're going to find a way with these guys, and there's never any panic. And he provides that culture, that stability, and that framework uh, every single time the Chiefs take the field. And as a sports fan, one thing I've always said with my teams is I just want to be competitive and have a chance. Every single time that Coach Reed leads his football team out on the field, they have a chance. And that's all you can ever ask for as a sports fan. He does not blink. He does not flinch. He will never make an excuse. And that's why he is, in many ways, if Kelsey's maybe the most underrated player or at least top five in the history of the league, Andy Reed truly is probably the most underrated coach ever in the history of this league yeah. when you really think about it. All right, we are thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for you, man. Thankful for you. with you every day, man, uh, for our families uh, and for all of you in the Chiefs' kingdom. Please have a very safe, wonderful, and special Thanksgiving weekend. And, yes, we are thankful for a lot. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! 
and the celebration begins at Arrowhead.